0: St. Werbeck's Derby. Right, a couple of weeks ago, when we were last together, Matt uh, kicked us off. We were in a little mini-series about worship, and um, Matt got us thinking about the secret place. What does it mean for us to have a relationship with Jesus and to build that relationship with Jesus day by day in the secret place, to work on that? He had his 6S success of what that looks like, about solitude and silence and being able to spend our time with Jesus because it is there, it is in that moment on our own that we develop a worshipping heart so that we come together on a Sunday not because we think, "Ah, now we worship. Actually, we are worshiping throughout the week on our own, building that relationship with Jesus because we want a deep relationship with Jesus. We know that this is only Jesus who transforms our lives. He is the one who gives us hope and meaning and purpose. He is the one who pours out unconditional love and forgiveness upon us. And so we want to grow deep relationships. And therefore, to grow deep relationships, we have to have deep rhythms and we have to be spending time on our own, day by day, growing in our relationship with him. So you may then ask, why on earth do we spend so much time singing when we come to words? If you're telling us that that's where we do it, if that's where we have our moment of engaging with Jesus through the week, reading the Bible, praying, growing in that relationship, why do we then come on a Sunday morning and gather and sing together? And so that's what we're going to look at this morning. Literally, the title of our talk this morning is, Why Do We Sing? Now, for some of you, when you hear the idea of singing in church, you your heart leaps. You're like, absolutely I love singing. I'm absolutely all for it. I'm excited for it. I love the songs that we sing. I want to be part of it, and I'm going to go for it. And then there's others who perhaps have a differing response, who might be like, "Mm, I can't sing. I don't like it. My voice is awful. No one wants to hear this. Genuinely, no one... No, that's just my issues. Um, and you think, what is, what is this all about? And let's be honest, it's, singing together is a weird thing. Coming, gathering with a bunch of strangers or perhaps people who we're kind of starting to get to know and standing and singing songs, it's slightly odd. You don't do it when you go to work. You wouldn't walk into the office tomorrow morning and say, right, everyone stand, we're going to sing as we get started this morning. It just That's not how it works. In fact, the only other places that I can really think of that sing together are concerts. You go to see your favorite artist, your favorite band, you'll sing along with the concert, or football. Let's be honest, it's a sport thing, isn't it? They're very happy to sing songs. Now, okay, let's wind up, let's wind back three weeks, okay, because three weeks ago at the end of the service, um, I said something that didn't go down very well, and um, I have had quite a lot of... Comments about it since, and mainly the comment was, my football team, Southampton Football Club, were playing Derby County in the FA Cup, and we got to the end of the service, and I decided to pray for Southampton it didn 't go down well you weren 't too happy, so I went to watch the game, I went to watch Southampton play Derby at the Pride Park, and um, I went with the away fans because I was sensible and um, the, a few thousand of us away fans out-sang the whole of the Derby ground without a doubt. Okay? And we, we sang together. And i am stood around blokes who... I've got, I've got to be honest with you, I've never met before, but I kind of felt at home because they were my team. They, were, they spoke like me. And um, they didn't say Duke. So uh, we, we had a great time when Southampton were 2-0 up. And then Derby back to two wall. And then as I left the ground, I had to hang out with my mates, some of you guys who are sat here looking at me with big smiles on your faces, and their comment to me was, you've only got one song. That was all they wanted to say, you've only got one song, because at Southampton we sing Our Way in the Saints, and we sing it a lot, but it's a lot, <laughs> and we did it. Anyway. 2 all goes to a replay. So we then get the guys round uh, 10 days later to my house. We're watching the replay. And Southampton side to go 2-0 up again. Everything's fine. We're all happy until Derby equalise. And then they win on penalties. So because I am a good sport and because football doesn't r- run my life, congratulations, Derby. Well done. And... Um, then am my team and and they beat accrington Stanley that amazing team yesterday to progress to the next round of the FA Cup and so come on the rams come on ridiculous sorry that's a complete aside and i've taken far too long talking about that right um, so why do we sing Why do we sing when we gather together? Literally, people are papping me. This is ridiculous. It's just a football top. On three, I want you to shout out your favorite style of music, or artist, or band, or whoever it is. One, two, three. So we all agreed, right? We all agreed in what is our favorite style of music. That was a really easy thing. It was all very straightforward. We all understood that and agreed. It's not how it works. Music is an emotive thing and it ranges within us. And we will, some of us will love one style and some of us will have another style. And because it raises so many different kind of emotions within us, we will to music. When we gather on a Sunday in a situation like this, we bring those preferences and those styles into what we get to at church. Music used to be a corporate activity. If you go far enough back in history, when people wanted to make music, when they wanted to sing together, they literally had to get together, bring their instruments, bring their voices, and as a corporate activity, they would sing. Now, over time, that's changed. First of all, we then had professional musicians, and so we went from a corporate idea of what we do with music into a kind of, we come and observe. The professionals can do it because they're better than us, and we'll just sit and listen. And then about 150 years ago, we started to be able to record music. And so no longer do we just observe it. Actually, we can consume it. We can listen to whatever music we want to, wherever we are, stream it, download it. If you're old school, you'll still even have a CD player. We can consume Music. And so when we come to church, we've taken that on. We've started consuming worship. We'll say at the end of a worship session, oh, I really like that one. Or I didn't like that one. Or it wasn't loud enough. Or it was too loud. There weren't enough drums. We need more drums. Because we are consuming worship. And my idea, my thought would be that we need to go back to being contributors rather than consumers when it comes to worship. And so I'm going to give you seven reasons this morning for why I think we sing in church. And um, these aren't quite as good as Matt's six S's, but you'll soon quickly realize what's going on as we go through these seven points. First one, scripture says so. Why do we sing? Because Scripture says so. If you put sing into a Bible Gateway search or a Google search and look at how many times it comes up in the Bible, it comes up about 150 times. The word sing or singing in the Bible. There are over 180 recorded songs in the Bible. The Psalms, that's the book of songs that they sang. They would have sung these to one another. And there were all sorts of people throughout Scripture who sang in response to something that was going on. Moses, Deborah, David, Ezekiel, Amos, Mary. And of course, there is even a book in the Bible called The Song of Songs, the greatest song of the Bible. A whole book dedicated to this one song, The Song of Solomon. It seems that singing is a very scriptural thing to do. Psalm 92, verses 1 to 4 says this, It is good to praise the Lord and make music to your name, O Most High, proclaiming your love in the morning and your faithfulness at night, to the music of the ten-stringed lyre, whatever that might be, and the melody of the harp. For you make me glad by your deeds, Lord. I sing for joy at what your hands have done. I sing for joy at what your hands have done. Psalm 96 says this, "'Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, praise his name. Proclaim his salvation day after day. Declare his glory among the nations and his marvelous deeds among all the peoples. For great is the Lord and most worthy of of praise.'" He is to be feared above all gods. We sing because scripture tells us to do so. We sing because it declares who God is. We sing because it praises his name and it brings glory to God. And then in Ephesians 5, we read this. No, Ephesians 5, there we go. Speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. It's not just an Old Testament idea. This is a New Testament idea as well. This is what it means. We sing. So at the football, people jump around and sing because we've kicked a lump of plastic into the back of a net. Now, I love football, but ultimately, that's pretty meaningless. Scripture is telling us to sing because of what God has done for us, that Jesus has died in our place, that we are forgiven, that we have eternal life, that we may know him. That's why we sing, because he is the Lord and worthy of praise. Second thing, we sing because it's all about Jesus. Singing gives us a space. When we gather together, when we actually gather on a Sunday morning or Sunday evening and we come into church and we're in this place, we walk in and we carry with us whatever it is that we carried from the week or the month or the year or whatever we're fearful of on the week before. But then we sing. We reorientate ourselves towards Jesus. It helps us to realize that the world does not evolve. Sorry if that is brand new information to you. But it doesn't. And so we choose to sing to Jesus. It helps us to lift our hearts and our minds and to go, I am looking up. I am looking at something different. People have done this for thousands of years. And we get our moment collectively to join in on that. Psalm 16 in the message version says this, My choice is you, God, first and only. My choice is you, God, first and only. When we sing, we are choosing God first above everything else. So we get to put down all the stresses and the strains of the the week and the month and the year, and we go, I'm choosing you. We sing because Scripture says so. We sing because it is all about Jesus. Third. We sing because we get to enter into his presence with a song. Psalm 100 says, come before him with joyful songs. It goes on to say, enter his gates with thanksgiving. There is something about when we sing, we enter into the presence of God. Now, next week, um, Gavin is going to come and preach about this and expand it a lot more um, in much more detail. But I just want us to think a little bit about this. We know that actually the only way we can enter into the presence of God is because of Jesus. It is all because of Jesus and what he has done for us on the cross. But as we sing, as we start to choose him, we in somehow open ourselves up to what Jesus has done for us. We are connecting with his spirit and our spirit, and we are entering into the presence of God. It's why it's fine for us to repeat choruses over and over again. It really is. Because we're choosing, at that moment, we enter into the presence. It's not about, oh, we've sung this one already, let's move on. It's, no, 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 we're coming before the God of the universe, who loves us and is for us. So when we're thirsty, when we think, I Got to have more of Jesus in my life. I need Him. In the upside down world of God, in the upside down kingdom of God, we get to enter into His presence as we do so. And that's how we grow deep, deep rhythms, deep relationship with Jesus. It is a true gift. We sing because Scripture tells us it's all about Jesus. We enter into His presence and we go together. We do not sing on our own. Now, um, hear me right when I say this. If you love worship music and you've got um, Spotify or CDs or whatever it is you do, um, listen to Bethel, listen to Hillsong, whoever it is you want to choose. Do that in your relationship with Jesus. Do that in your day-to-day life. We do it all the time, constantly. That's the stuff that's on in my house. But when we gather together in a moment like this, we sing together together. No longer do we say, oh, it's my time to worship. No, 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 this is our time to worship. It is a collective, corporate, community activity. And in our world, everything has now become individualistic. It's all about me. We do my own thing, and it's in my own way. No, 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 this singing together is the most counter-cultural, radical Thing you can possibly do. To gather in as the voice of one, to gather in to say, no, we're here together, we're singing together because we need one another. That is what we are doing in this point. And we need each other. So if you love singing, we want to ask you to sing your hearts out. Go for it. Absolutely raise the roof because we need you. Especially those who find this difficult. It encourages each other. We get to look around and go, ah, oh, they're, they're doing this as well. We're going for this together. In James chapter 5, verse 13, it says this, Is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. In any kind of setting like this, we have people in trouble and we have people happy. If you are someone who's happy, if you are someone who loves worshipping Jesus, please, please take the shackles off and go for it. We need you in it. It's also why we gather with the kids at the beginning of the service. Why? Because we, we actually want to model something to our kids. And so, yes, we get Matt Lewis up the front pretending to trip over with a cup. And if I promise you, he's fired tomorrow morning. But um, we need each other. So don't just let it be Matt and the few kids at the front who are worshipping and acting and dancing and singing or whatever. This is all of us. We are in this together. Do we not want to model something to our kids that says worship is the greatest thing we can do? So push in, press on, keep going. We do this together. Something powerful happens when we sing together. Dave, can I ask you to... um, I need Dave's help with this because you don't want me to lead you in this moment. But we're going to sing just to kind of uh, show what's going on at this point. Um, something powerful happens when 150 people's voices all start to come together as we worship. So let's just stand for a moment. You ready? Right, um, Dan, turn my mic off, or Asha, turn my mic off and turn down... Um Dave's up. Let's sing. Because it sings my song, my Saviour God. we sing collectively together it encourages us it builds us and something powerful happens as we raise our voices together take a seat thanks dave scripture tells us it's all about jesus we enter into his presence we go together and as we sing we ingrain truth. One of my greatest joys is when we um, come home and one of my daughters will start singing spontaneously a worship song. She's probably heard it in church or we've had it on in a car or she's heard something and she comes into the home and she just keeps singing. Now, I'm a proud dad, so I think she's got the voice of an angel. But actually what's the, what the, mo, the proud thing is, what the moving thing is, is the fact that she is singing truth. She is allowing God's word to sit in her as she sings those words. Mike Pilavachi, um, who is one of my heroes, utter heroes at Soul Survivor, one of his phrases is he would say, they don't sing my sermons in the shower on a Monday morning. if I'm honest with you, I'm just grateful if any of you can remember anything of my sermon by lunchtime on a Sunday, okay? But you will tomorrow still be singing How Great Thou Art. That earworm's in there, and that's not going to go away from you for the rest of the day. Truth is in you. It sits in you as you sing, and so we sing to ingrain truth. Colossians 3, verse 16 says this, Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms and hymns and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. As we sing, the word of God dwells deeply within us. The next thing with singing, is that we need it. We need to sing together. Sin, the stuff that separates us from God and neighbor, the stuff that gets in the way of our relationship with Jesus, turns us in on ourselves. We kind of become navel gazers. We kind of make it all about us. And if you imagine that kind of sense of looking in, actually when we sing, something physical happens. Firstly, you stand up. In this church, you have to look up because you've got to look at the screens. You have to sing out of your heart. Psalm 121 says, I lift my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. We sing because we need it. It helps us to remember that everything is all about Jesus, but we need it. Have you ever had those moments when you've left church or left some, uh, like a festival or something and you've gone, oh, I needed that. I needed to lift my eyes up and to think of other, not just make life about me. And we also know that when we sing, there's neurological things going on within us, and actually we enjoy it. Our body physically enjoys the act of singing. It's why if you go to concerts, there's that moment, isn't there? There's always the moment when the rock star kind of puts the, the mic out into the audience and the crowd sing along, and you're like, yeah, it's amazing, and you'll go with it, and it feels brilliant. It just feels good. We sing because we need it. We need those moments of joy. And we, unlike at a rock concert when you're singing all sorts of different lyrics, the beauty of singing worship, sometimes we need to have those words put on our lips things that we can't sing for ourselves, things that, words that we perhaps would not have done at any other point because someone else's poetry, someone else's lyrics are helping us to sing praise to God. We need it. It moves us. It leads us. Scripture tells us it's all about Jesus. We enter into his presence. We go together. We ingrain truth. We need it And finally, if you haven't worked out what this word is spelling, singing, we gain perspective. We gain perspective when we sing. For some of us, actually sometimes singing is the last thing we want to do. Not because of what we sound like, but because of the reality of the life that we're in at the moment. We're dealing with all sorts of pain or suffering. We're dealing with all sorts of trouble that we are going through week by week. Actually, when we sing, we gain some perspective into those things. In Acts 16, captured, they are beaten. The, the scripture tells us they are severely flogged. I want to know the difference between flogged and severely flogged. I think that's an interesting um, thing to pick up on, but they are stripped, they are beaten with rods, and they are severely flogged. They are thrown into prison, and they are, their feet are put into shackles. At that point, if I was Paul or Silas, the last thing I would want to be doing is singing. But yet in Acts chapter 16, verse 25, we read this. About midnight... Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. I mean, that's a crowd. That's a tough crowd. They're going a cappella in front of a whole bunch of convicts. When we sing, we gain perspective. We get to lift our heads out of whatever it is that we are in, and we look to Jesus. For Paul and Silas, miracles then happen. Earthquake comes, walls come tumbling down, the gates open up and all the prisoners run free. I'm guessing they're slightly grateful to Paul and Silas. But it's not so much, and we do, we step into the battle. We do step into the the, the spiritual battle when we sing, and when we're singing the song that Dave taught us earlier, that is all that we were doing. We were doing spiritual battle. I raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies. But we get to gain perspective. We get to look to Jesus. And do you know what changes? It may not be the physical, but it changes us. It changes our hearts. It changes our lives. As we start to say, I'm choosing him over my circumstance. I am choosing Jesus. And so sometimes singing is a complete and utter discipline. We are putting the words on our lips that are painful to sing, but we are doing so, as we do so, Jesus changes us. This is why we will always sing here at WORBS. This is why we sing and we sing and we sing. It is not the warm-up to the main event, although sometimes I like to think so. That is not what we're doing. That is not what we're doing. We sing because Scripture tells us. We sing because it's all about Jesus. We do this together. We go together. We ingrain truth in us. We need it. Oh boy, do we need it in the world that we live in. And we gain perspective as we sing. It should be noted that at no point in Scripture does it ask only those who sound good to sing. In fact, in Scripture, Especially for Ezekiel and Amos, they are told to sing a dirge. That is what the word in Scripture says. In my book, a dirge doesn't sound good. So that's what they're encouraged to do. So even if you think you don't have the best voice in the world, just keep singing. Utterly scriptural. Because as Psalm 16 says, My choice is God first and only. What's fascinating is I left off the next bit of the verse. And the next bit of the verse is all about God's upside-down economy. My choice is God first and only, and now I find I'm your choice. As we sing, we realize quite how much God loves us. It's God's upside-down economy. So we sing and we realize how much he loves us each and every one of us. We sing, he's choosing me. We sing, he's loving me. That's why we sing. So may we always be a church that sings all the time our praises to God because this is who we're called to be. It is good To praise the Lord and to make music to your name, O Most High. Proclaiming your love in the morning and your faithfulness at night. I sing for joy at what your hands have done. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, praise his name. Proclaim his salvation day after day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvellous deeds among all people. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. Let us sing together.